0: Good morning Alex and friends. I'm Grace. Today is Tuesday, January 2nd, 2024, and you're listening to Alex's News. As Riverside experiences a mild high of 63.6 degrees and a cool low of 47.8 on this second day of January, we've got a host of significant stories to delve into. The political landscape is rumbling with news of a potential 2024 election showdown that could reignite a fierce rivalry. We're set to analyze the implications of the volatile rematch brewing between Donald Trump and Joe Biden, and how it's shaking the pillars of American politics. In urban development, several cities are challenging traditional designs by eliminating parking minimums. The move is strategic, aimed at fostering more affordable housing options and cultivating walkable neighborhoods. We'll explore the expected outcomes of these transformative urban policies. And as the world grapples with climate change, we turn our eyes towards the latest innovations. Artificial intelligence is at the forefront of this battle, with groundbreaking approaches that could redefine our climate action strategies. Stay tuned as we unpack how AI is becoming an indispensable ally in tackling climate change. On Alex's news, brace for a deep dive into these stories and more, shaping our world and the conversations around it. Our top story today centers on what could be a major shakeup in American politics come 2024. Former President Donald Trump and current President Joe Biden could be heading for a turbulent rematch, with wide-ranging implications. For a deeper dive into this, we're joined by our reporter Ethan. Ethan, can you start by laying out the current landscape of this potential election battle?
1: Absolutely, Grace. The political landscape is nothing short of complex and unpredictable as we look ahead to the 2024 presidential election. The Associated Press reports suggest that we're looking at an election that's not only going to be contentious but also fraught with legal entanglements. Former President Trump is facing legal challenges, including indictments related to his involvement in the Capitol insurrection and other alleged offenses, which could significantly impact his campaign.
0: Speaking of Trump, there's been talk about the judiciary's involvement in elections and comparisons to the past. Can you elaborate on that for our viewers?
1: Surely, Grace, the role of the judiciary in presidential politics is pivotal and unprecedented in recent history, at least since the Supreme Court's decision in Bush versus Gore back in 2000. Trump's legal challenges are likely to keep the courts deeply entangled in political discourse, and the way these legal situations unfold could have a direct impact on his eligibility and influence leading up to the election.
0: What about on the Democratic side? There have been concerns about President Biden's potential re-election bid, right?
1: Indeed, concerns about Biden's age and his overall political strategy are in the conversation. Despite signs of easing inflation and experienced leadership, there's a notable emergence of outsider candidates challenging the status quo. Candidates like Marianne Williamson and Dean Phillips are questioning the party's move to nominate someone who has already held the presidency.
0: How are these potential outsider candidates shaking things up, and who should we be paying attention to?
1: We're watching figures like Kanye West and Robert F. Kennedy Jr., who are drawing attention, yet not necessarily within the traditional party systems. Kanye has announced plans to run as an independent, while Kennedy's name is circulating as a third-party possibility. Also, no labels, a political movement, and Asa Hutchinson, the former governor of Arkansas, are critiquing both Biden and Trump, suggesting that there could be significant undercurrents away from the main party candidates.
0: Let's speculate for a moment here, Ethan. What could be the consequences or implications if this election does indeed become a Biden-Trump rematch?
1: This potential rematch could be a critical turning point for American democracy. We're already seeing hints of polarization and increased scrutiny in both the Republican and Democratic parties. The consequences will stretch into everything from abortion rights to immigration policy and foreign relations. Many voters are expressing that they do not want a Biden Trump rematch, which could suggest an opening for these outsider candidates to have more of an impact than in previous years.
0: Now, as Trump leads in the polls, there's also mention of Republicans like Nikki Haley and Ron DeSantis challenging him. What's the dynamic there?
1: both Nikki Haley and Ron DeSantis are nipping at Trump's heels. They're portraying themselves as fresh faces that can potentially unite the GOP under a new banner. Given Trump's polarizing nature, a potential Haley or DeSantis candidacy represents not only a challenge to Trump but also to the core identity of the Republican Party. There's even talk of a contested convention, which could throw the GOP's nomination process into turmoil.
0: It certainly sounds like the run-up to 2024's election will be highly charged and unpredictable. Thank you for providing that in-depth analysis,
1: Ethan. My pleasure, Grace.
0: And that wraps up our first story of the morning. Stay with us for more on what's happening around the nation and across the globe. City planners across the nation are shaking things up, Chloe, by getting rid of a long-standing urban development staple off-street parking minimums. Austin, Texas, has taken center stage as the largest city to eliminate these mandates. Can you tell us more
2: about what's happening there and elsewhere? Absolutely, Grace. Austin has indeed taken a bold step by completely doing away with parking mandates citywide. It's a significant move because these parking minimums have traditionally meant that any new building, whether it's residential or commercial, had to include a certain number of parking spots but that's changing now in over 50 cities, including places like Anchorage in Alaska and San Jose in California. So, Austin's breaking new ground here. But why are these parking minimums considered problematic? Well, there are a number of reasons, Grace. For one, these minimums often require more land per housing unit, which drives up the costs for developers. In turn, they pass on those costs to homeowners and renters, which can hit low-income residents the hardest especially those who don't even own cars but still foot the bill for these often underutilized parking spaces.
0: I see. Besides affecting housing affordability, what about the broader impact on communities?
2: Communities are looking at a cocktail of negative effects. Parking minimums have tended to foster urban sprawl, discourage public transit use, and damage the walkability of neighborhoods. Think about it, if there's always easy parking, why walk, bike, or take the bus? And sprawling parking lots have environmental effects as well. They contribute to the urban heat island effect, trapping heat and contributing to runoffs. That's fascinating.
0: Are there potential downsides to eliminating these parking minimums?
2: There certainly are, Grace. Opponents worry about parking becoming scarce, which could hurt businesses if customers can't find somewhere to park. Also, with fewer parking spots, you might see more traffic congestion as drivers circle around looking for space and let's not forget the battle for the curb. With more demands on curb space and no parking provided, things could get, well, curb crazy. Curb crazy indeed. How are cities planning to balance these pros and cons? Cities are treading carefully, Grace. It's a complex equation that requires a tailored approach for each city's unique context. The goal is to spur housing affordability and sustainable transit without creating new urban headaches. Planners are considering everything from the existing public transit infrastructure to the current and future needs of residents and businesses, all to ensure a smooth transition away from parking minimums. It'll be interesting to see how these changes play out. Thanks for the in-depth look, Chloe. My pleasure, Grace. It's definitely a developing story to keep an eye on.
0: And here are some other headlines. A serious incident occurred at Tokyo's Haneda Airport where a Japan Airlines plane carrying hundreds of passengers caught fire on the runway after colliding with a Japanese Coast Guard aircraft involved in earthquake relief efforts. Thankfully, all 379 passengers and crew members on board the Japan Airlines plane escaped the fire. However, five out of the six crew members of the Coast Guard aircraft are unaccounted for, with only the captain escaping. The collision led to a massive fireball, captured on video, with passengers using emergency slides to flee. Over 100 fire trucks were deployed to extinguish the blaze. All runways at Haneda Airport have since been closed, causing widespread cancellations, and it is unclear when flights will resume. ESPN has issued an apology for inadvertently showing explicit content during a live broadcast of the Sugar Bowl on January 2, 2024. Video footage of a woman flashing on Bourbon Street was unintentionally aired in the episode, a mishap that has sparked controversy for the network. The conflict in Gaza has taken a new turn as Israel announces the withdrawal of thousands of troops. Despite the IDF stating that the war will last throughout 2024, the situation in Gaza remains dire, with 1.9 million people displaced and hospitals struggling to cope. The Palestinian death toll has reached over 22,000. There is uncertainty about the future of the region as Israeli officials contend the offensive could continue for many months without the destruction of Hamas infrastructure. Efforts for a truce and hostages deal are ongoing by Qatar and Egypt. In the United States, a variety of new laws became effective in January 2024, influencing sectors from construction to retail and healthcare. Notable changes include increased infrastructure investments, gender neutral toy aisles, stricter pet store regulations, and gun violence reduction measures in Michigan. Businesses should also prepare for potential AI regulations, while paid family leave laws are in place across 14 states and Washington, D.C. Additionally, clean energy and climate action investments have surged, boosting job creation. Russian forces have launched missile strikes on Ukraine again using hypersonic Kinzel missiles to attack Kyiv and Kharkiv, killing at least four people and injuring dozens. With drones and various missile types deployed, President Zelensky reports that civilian areas were targeted. In the wake of the attacks, residents headed for shelters as explosions rocked cities and businesses remained closed. Lastly, More than 65 million Americans on Medicare will now have better access to mental health services thanks to the Mental Health Access Improvement Act of 2021. The coverage has been expanded to include licensed mental health counselors and family therapists, among other enhancements. This expansion aims to address the mental health needs of seniors and individuals with disabilities more effectively. These stories reflect the current events that are shaping our world, From the local to the global stage. Stay tuned for more updates throughout the day. It seems like artificial intelligence isn't just a buzzword in tech anymore. It's becoming a crucial ally in our battle against climate change. For our third story today, we're diving into how AI is changing the game. On the line, we have Ethan, who has been closely following these developments. Ethan, can you start by giving us an overview of the current situation with AI and climate
1: change? Absolutely, Grace. We're seeing a fascinating trend where companies and organizations are tapping into artificial intelligence to find innovative solutions for environmental challenges. A piece from New Orleans public radio station WWNO dug into some intriguing applications, like an electronic nose, for fires, developed by a company called Dryad. They are deploying sensors in forests that can sniff out wildfires before they spread, all thanks to AI.
0: An electronic nose, that's quite a concept. How exactly does this technology work?
1: It's quite a nifty piece of tech. These sensors are designed to pick up the specific gases that fires emit, and AI is what trains them to discern the natural forest aromas from those of a blaze. The beauty here is early detection. Catching a wildfire early can make a massive difference in how effectively it's fought and controlled.
0: Fascinating. Now, AI isn't just about detecting fires, right? There are other environmental applications?
1: You've hit the nail on the head. Another big one is mineral exploration. With the surge in demand for renewables like solar panels in electric vehicles, we need efficient ways to find the necessary minerals. AI is stepping in to quickly analyze data and pinpoint where mining companies should look, saving them time and reducing environmental disruption.
0: That could indeed make mineral exploration much more sustainable. Beyond resource discovery and firefighting, what other climate-related uses are we seeing for AI?
1: There's a whole spectrum, but one particularly noteworthy application is in tracking methane emissions. As you know, methane is a powerful greenhouse gas, and companies like Kairos are using AI to sift through satellite data, tracking and pinpointing methane leaks daily. This information is vital for accurate reporting and helps guide efforts to cut down on emissions.
0: With such a broad range of applications, are we looking at AI as a bit of a silver bullet for climate problems?
1: It's tempting to think that way, but we must be cautious. Sure, AI can also help predict wildfires by examining weather patterns, and it might play a part in early warnings for climate disasters, like floods or hurricanes. It's even optimizing our energy grids and improving the efficiency of clean energy systems. But there are no true silver bullets here. It's about using AI smartly as a tool among many in our toolbox.
0: What are some potential implications or consequences we should consider as we further integrate AI into our climate strategies?
1: That's a great question, Grace. While AI boasts incredible benefits, it has its own environmental footprint. Data centers hosting AI servers consume vast amounts of energy and water, contributing significantly to resource depletion in the digital world's carbon footprint. Plus, we have to navigate the ethical minefield carefully there are risks of worsening social and environmental inequalities if we're not thoughtful in how we apply AI.
0: So essentially, AI is a double-edged sword when it comes to climate solutions. How should we proceed to make the most of its potential while mitigating the risks?
1: Right, Grace. The key is sustainable practices. We need to consider AI system impacts holistically, environmental, social, and otherwise. It's about promoting AI solutions that are positive for the climate and aligning AI development with our broader sustainability goals. If we can do this effectively, AI could be a game-changer in our quest for a sustainable future.
0: Thank you, Ethan, for this insightful analysis. It's clear that artificial intelligence can empower us in the fight against climate change, as long as we harness it thoughtfully. It's been a pleasure having you with us today to break down these complex issues.
1: Thank you, Grace it's always a pleasure to highlight the ways technology and sustainability can come together to make a difference.
0: That's all we have for now. Today's episode was made by Alexander King with GPT-4, GPT-3.5 Turbo, the Perplexity API, and the Google Cloud Text-to-Speech API. I hope you have a great day. I'll see you tomorrow, Alex.